Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of XVlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And today, folks, I am unbelievably excited. You can see the big cheese smile on my face. I got a chance to sit down with Randall Thor, the man with a million, one of the first people that I listened to on YouTube well before I was an actual content creator. He's here today. He's feeling much better. Rand, bro, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Boom. It's going to be fun to talk about, you know, all the things that you have, uh, you know, your little topics that you sent me today <laughs> to, you know, talk about in this short one hour, one hour, 15 minute podcast that me and you are going to do one on one, two people should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it. You know what? You you get a chance. So you're used to the, the 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 format because you work with Jez, who was on last week, um, and uh, it was great to sit down and talk with him and get his you know his feelings on Xbox. But you know what? Before, as as we kind of wait for people to kind of file in over here, uh, what what have you been playing? What's been taking up most of your time? Oh man, what's taking up most of my time is the game that you're showing off on screen <laughs> is Elden Ring. And to be honest with you, I didn't think I, I mean I knew I was gonna try it out. Um I ended up getting a code from Xbox. Oh nice, um, dude. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest souls guy, right? Me Which either. is weird to say because I quite enjoyed Bloodborne, but I didn't like Dark Souls one at all. I love Sekiro. It was my game of the year 2019. But um, so I kept on asking people like Jez, like Miles, and a few other people I knew that were reviewing the game. Like, am I going to like this game? Like, I love Sekiro, but I'm not the biggest Souls person. And they're like, right. no, nah, I don't know, man. Like, this is pretty much Dark Souls 4 open world. And I'm like, all right. So I, I got it. And when I started playing it, something just clicked with me. I don't know. I think it's the open world. Um, where I felt like maybe too stifled from Dark Souls, Dark Souls One, where it was more linear. Mm. But I tell you what, I, I every single night I get on and I just roam through the world. Last night I ended up in this like uh, this place called the Eternal City, like underneath everything, and I was just my jaw hit the floor because <laughs> of how beautiful and unexpected this place was, and I spent like. I had a plan, like, okay, I'm gonna go. You know the 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 place in the far right of the map that's all like red and stuff. Yes. I was like, okay, I'm gonna explore this today, and then I'm spending like two and a half hours underneath the world in this eternal city, and I was like, well, there goes my whole night. I ended up like spending <laughs> all this time just exploring this place that I didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? So I I am having a blast playing um playing Elden Ring. Yeah, you know what? Look, anyone, first of all, shout out to Def Leppard. First of all, I love the name because I'm an 80s dude. He says, Rand, he's sick and tired of hearing how great Elden Ring. Oh, well. Look, we're not going to spend a, a whole hour talking about Elden Ring. But listen, I, I do have to declare, like anyone that has followed me since I, be, so I, since I came on the scene knows that I don't normally have the patience for these kind of games, the, the the brutal and punch in your face brutality that comes with a Souls game is something that a lot of people really dig. Uh, and I hear you if you are those, one of those folks. That's that's awesome. I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not a Souls guy, um, but I got to tell you, I bought the game 
like you ran, I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it. I, I, you know, people kept saying, well, it's Breath of the Wild meets, uh, meets Dark Souls. It's not that. It's literally Dark Souls. Um, but one of the most interesting parts, Rand, and I don't know if you feel this way, if you come up against a brick wall, and, you, and that is going to happen more often than not, you can go back the other way and just hey i'm going to level up uh, I, i'm going to i'm going to farm i'm going to kill some regular because every at at some point you're going to feel confident at you know when the guards with shields used to destroy me now i'm chasing after them the bats you saw me just fight right now the first time i fought them i got killed now i'm running after them um some of those big trolls i actually took a one, i took a big troll down before i was running for dear life so it's a progression. I'm like you, 25 hours in. I just hit level 26. Uh, I I can't stop playing it, Rand. I, I just think that it, it is it is is it is it the greatest game in the history of games? Probably not. But yeah, the game definitely it, it, definitely not. I wouldn't say it's the greatest game. I mean, of... it's it's it. Listen, look at look at the palette of colors. Right? It's 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 very green. It's very gray. Very very brown. Right? Like it's 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 Dark Souls colors. That's what it is. But I do have some stats that I want to talk about that I thought are really interesting to the conversation that we're going to go into. Uh, as of as of this show, uh, according to Steam Spy, which is uh, a track which tracks how many people are playing a particular game. Well, according to Steam Spy, and this was as of February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, five million copies have been sold globally on PC alone. Now, we got some new information that comes to us from GSD Market Data. According to Elden Ring's UK launch, apparently not only both physical and, dis- and digital were insane, but it is Rand, it's the biggest game launch outside of FIFA and Call of Duty since Red Dead Redemption 2 in 2019. It's pretty insane considering dark the Dark Souls games and Sekiro were very much more muted in yes. terms of uh I mean they sold well enough right but you don't get this type something was different about this game and I don't know what it is um this game basically is selling uh I don't even know how to describe Dude, it it's really. going to be t- like, it could, they could sell 10 million copies in the first month bro yeah which is which is weird cuz like I think Dark Souls 3 sold like maybe 3 million maybe close to 5 million total um and like Sekiro was like a, i think topped out at like 100k concurrent on Steam and this is doing like close to 900,000 yeah um it's funny because i don't know if you know who Christopher Dring is yes um, i do know who Christopher is yes as a matter of fact i do so it's it's interesting because a lot <laughs> A lot of PlayStation fans use Christopher Dring as ammo for the console war because he yes. posts UK physical sales, right? Mm-hmm. And anybody that knows anything knows that physical is a dying format. Unfortunately, it's kind of the way it is. I know people love their physical uh, you know, games so they can, you know, own them and resell them. But the fact of the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that. Physical is on its way out. Digital is predominant, right? Yep. So he posted a few days ago that the sales split was 80% PlayStation and 20% Xbox, right? 
of course, leading to a bunch of PlayStation guys to be like, this is further proof that Xbox gamers don't buy any games. Look at this, 80% to 20%, right? That's insane. Xbox users don't buy games. And it's just like, we've had this discussion over and over again about the validity of a UK physical-only sales chart. Like, people will take these numbers and they'll shout it from the rooftops and be like, look how amazing PlayStation's doing and look how horrible Xbox is. But it's like, yo, you're talking about physical only sales in the UK, which is a small region with a dying format, right? Correct. So then a few days later, he'll post the digital sales, but nobody really retweets them or spreads them as like big news because Xbox actually sells more uh, digital uh, a digital share than PlayStation does. Xbox is much more of a digital console. So he posted uh, the digital sales today. You know, we were talking about ha- having like the biggest like sales in the UK or whatever since like um, since like FIFA and Red Dead Redemption are right. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the sales split goes from 40% PlayStation to uh, it goes from eighty percent PlayStation to forty percent PlayStation, and Xbox uh, goes from like twenty percent to like thirty percent, with PC taking up the other thirty percent, and Xbox actually selling eighty five percent digital. Wow, eighty five percent of uh, of copies sold in the UK were were digital, and that had like a higher split. Or uh, I don't know if they had uh, had the PC split, but it just goes to show you that. Uh, when it comes to Xbox, never take physical uh, physical only charts seriously, because Xbox is you know essentially a digital platform. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I don't know about you, Boom. I always get tagged in stupid threads on Twitter. You know, I ignore them, I mute them, or whatever. And people will tag me and be like, you, you know, Rand, Xbox gamers don't buy games. Look at this; it's eighty percent on PlayStation, twenty percent on Xbox, and I'm just like. Just wait for the digital numbers, and sure enough, when the digital numbers come out and the it's more reasonable, much closer, yeah, those same people are nowhere to be found. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But hey, congrats to From Software. This yeah. is going to be their, you know, their their magnum opus, right? Oh, uh, for sure. Ninety-seven Metacritic, which is way more, uh, way higher than any of their other games. I think ninety ninety-one was kind of where they hit before. And then they get the sales to go along with it, right? Yeah. This game is going to probably sell more than most exclusives. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. You know, you got the, and this is why, you know, you mentioned five million sales on PC month one. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody's doing PC sales day one. That's why Microsoft has been on PC since 2016. This is why PlayStation is, you know, viewing PC as more of an integral part of their strategy moving forward. Because when you have a launch like this, 5 million sales is a ton of money, especially for a platform that is mostly physical, right? So you don't need to really pay the, the you know, the middlemen of like the yep. best buys and Amazons of the world. So right to the people. Yeah, right to the people. So it's, uh, it's you know, congrats to From Software. So they, yeah, they got a know, big, big hit. It's going to be game of the year, boom. Oh, it's going to be it, game of the year for sure. It's you, you, listen at this point, and you know what? We we have to talk about um, the bad luck for for SIE for PlayStation. We, we have a we have quite a bit to cover here. Um, 
you know, the, the first Horizon for, uh, Zero Dawn, which was my one of my favorite new IPs. Anyone that has followed me knows that I, I've been talking up Aloy for years. I, I love her as a character, and I love her even more now. Uh, I just am not playing the game because the bugs really bother me. Um, the hitboxes for climbing are egregious. And I don't know when they're going to fix it, but I'll get, get around to finishing it. I got about eight or nine hours into it. I was so frustrated by jumping off and dying all the time that I was like, you know what? Let me try this Elden Ring thing. And it turns out, well, Elden Ring has, has literally stolen my soul. Um, but the bad luck for SIE is that now they're going up against um, uh, this, 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 what a lot of people are calling a masterpiece, right? Uh, this is this has taken up most of the conversation. Elden Ring is trending tr pretty much every day, right? And they just released Horizon Forbidden West, which, you know, graphically, it's a gorgeous game. The game looks beautiful. I love the, the, the involvement of Aloy as a character. She's really grown. You can see it. Then, of course, uh, you have this week releasing um, Gran Turismo 7, which is sitting at an 88 Metacritic right now. Uh, and that's awesome. I mean, you, can, you really can't argue that. That's, that's a great score. Um, but... What I want to talk about, and I want to come back around to the Xbox aspect on whether or not they actually need their own, um, you know, Elden Ring or Sekiro for Xbox Game Pass, meaning they should drop the bag. I want to talk, Rand, specifically about the cult of PlayStation and whether or not that actually exists. Uh, you know, you made some mention to every day when you look at your feed. There's, you're always tagged in ridiculousness. And, and that happens to me as well. I, I've, I've learned that the mutant block button are your best friends. Um, and, uh, you know, we always see, oh, you see the Xbox doesn't sell. And, and everyone seems to come out of the woodwork for PlayStation. Now, we know how the community is. It. Social media is what social media is. And you're always going to have your knuckleheads. You're going to have your trolls. You're going to have your real hateful people. But when I say the cult of PlayStation, uh, I, I, I want to talk about the overall bigger picture here. Um, let's just take, for instance, um, you know, cloud saves. For PlayStation, right, if you, if you are a PlayStation 4 or 5 owner, in order for you to have cloud saves, you must have PlayStation Plus. I think that is egregious, though people defend it. Um, when they release a game that's upgraded in graphics for the PlayStation 5, they're charging you $10. And Microsoft says, here, it's free. Go crazy. Where, wherever you play, you get the best, best version. Thanks for being a customer. I find that to be egregious. People defend it. This new uh, PlayStation Infinity that's coming out. Now, again, it's not, it's not confirmed by Sony, but it's, it's Jeff Grubb, who I consider to be an, an incredible source in the industry, came out, put out this stat. This is what it's going to be. I called it P PlayStation trash because really what they're doing is selling you the same thing that's already out. And they've increased the value because based on what we know, there isn't a, a year option. It's bi-monthly. So if it's bi-monthly. You're paying $10 for the lowest tier, which is uh, $10, right? Well, if you, I'm not a mathematician, Rand, you pay $10 times 12 months, $120. Uh, the same group of people, including us, who came out and, and pointed the finger at Microsoft, said, how dare you try to raise gold to 120, are defending this. No, it's okay. It's a great service. It's We, we get to play old games. So my question to you, uh, real, I mean, simple. And again, this is very opinionated. So folks, take it with a grain of salt. 
is is there a cult of PlayStation that the that with Sony being that the market leader they are, they literally can't do any wrong, and and even people within the industry defend this. You know, like when 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 Microsoft does something, Rand, you who I absolutely love, you come right out to the forefront and you say, Phil, to the camera, this isn't right. We got to fix this. That's not the case with PlayStation. What what are your thoughts on this? Um. Well. I, f- I feel like in any sort of fandom, uh, whether it's video games or just in general sports, there's always going to be a toxic side of fandom. So, yeah, there is a cult of PlayStation very much like there is a cult of Xbox and a cult of Nintendo and so f- and cult of Marvel and cult of DC. Like, it just kind of is the way it is uh, when you have these sort of things. There are always going to be people, no matter the platform, that always defend whatever PlayStation or Xbox are doing. Like when Xbox raised the price, or when they were trying to raise the price of Xbox Live Gold, um, there were some fans who were like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. We'll pay whatever it is. Um, So, yeah, there is a call to PlayStation, but I, I think there's just... I think there's just fandom in general. There's always going to be pockets of individuals who basically a, a loud minority of people on on social media because let's be honest they're just there's not that many of them but they're very loud because yeah. they yeah they'll 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 say you know it's just i don't know if it's like a significant number of them but um yeah I, there's definitely people out there that think playstation can do no wrong that playstation makes the best games imaginable that uh you know a, a review site like survivor they're happy that survivor gets blocked or who knows like the real story behind what's going on there because like they dare uh give horizon forbidden west a low review like there will be people out there to celebrate it because they think you know, uh, PlayStation games should all be 90 plus Metacritic and, and and stuff like that. It's it's not exclusive to PlayStation because they're definitely, I definitely know some Xbox fans who oh, are like for that. Sure. 100%, like when you yeah. criti- like when I've criticized Xbox in the past, you know, like when you when you when you when me and Jess talk about Xbox and Xbox Two, we try to normally um, be as uh, be as positive as possible unless something is really egregious where we have to criticize. So correct. And we've also gotten the, a lot of people think that we're too harsh on Xbox <laughs> that we don't praise them enough, but you know, it's not my job to essentially do Microsoft's marketing for them and praise them to the moon. Like I like a lot of the things they're doing right now. I think they're on the right path. Yep. It's exactly what I wanted from Phil and everybody else. Like buy more studios uh, you know, make better games. That's all I really cared about. But there are definitely some things that Xbox does that, you know, I've criticized them about. And then you'll, I'll hear from people being like, Rand's not a true Xbox guy or whatever, like, <laughs> which is absurd to, you know, you only but, have a million gamer score, but no. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, but like, that's the thing is some people only want to hear the, like the best things about the brand that they love. They don't want to hear any negativity. They don't want to hear any constructive criticism. Uh, It's just the best. So yeah, yeah, there, there are definitely people, the cult of PlayStation exists. 
right? And it's probably bigger than the cult of Xbox simply because PlayStation is a bigger brand. So yep. there's more fans. So percentage of people who are going to be toxic uh, is, is larger. But, you know, that goes for Nintendo and that goes for everything. There's this... It's just it's just the way it is, man. You just get online and you just see some of these people that console war all day, every day Instead on Twitter of games, mind and you. stuff. It, yeah, it's just it's <laughs> annoying, but it is it it's it it, it it's chi- I don't know. Like I think it's sort of childish. It's like hundred percent, dude. Absolutely. You know, you know what is Rand? I, I do want to touch on something because you mentioned it. I have it in the notes. The survivor incident that a lot of people may or may not know, they're they're a review site and they have done some really big reviews and they have uh, done reviews that a lot of people did not uh, did not not like. And the the review in question uh, and and why uh, Gran Turismo is become, uh, you know, a a bit of a a, a hiccup for them is that uh, they gave um, Horizon Forbidden West a 6.5 out of 10. And that sent the internet interwebs on fire. You saw a lot of the big Sony, uh, you know, the, 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 the larger Sony presence in social media uh, screaming foul. Uh, now, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't agree all with the review. Uh, I would not review it at a 6.5. For me, it's an 8.5. I wish I could have liked it more, but I'm only, again, folks, only eight and a half hours, nine hours into it. I stopped playing it because the bugs are a real problem. Now, I know a lot of people are like, well, why didn't Elden Ring get a 10? Because, you know, they're bugs. I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I'm I'm 10 hours in. I'm 10. I'm 25 hours in. I, I have not. Uh, I found one bug. Uh, that where I had to, uh, I went to get on my horse and I was floating in the air. So I had to warp into, uh, you know, a, a save point. That's it. That is the only bug I have died that, that I have come across. Anytime I've died isn't because the game is, uh, is buggy. It's because I suck. So that that's that's that. But they put out on the socials, Rand, that uh, they were not no longer going to be uh, apparently given uh, review copies for Sony games. And it started with, of course, uh, uh, um, Gran Turismo 7, which is uh, which currently has 85 reviews. And if they're going to review it for their site, which I imagine they are, they're going to have to go out and buy the game. So now this leads me to the question. And I've had this question with many people in the community, a lot of people on my panels. It does seem that... When you don't follow the rules with SIE, you do suffer the consequences of not being a part of the conversation when it comes to reviewing their stuff. Now, again, you said something very interesting. We don't know the actual details, and you are absolutely correct. All we know is what Survivor put out there. But again, that leads me to the question regarding, you know, we know there's a cult of PlayStation. We know that it's a much larger cult than than uh, than both nintendo and xbox simply because of the uh the number of 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 fans they are compared to the other but this this leads you to believe that and I, we've seen this you know we, you you never see an ign or or GameSpot or a kotaku put out a negative article on playstation you just don't a perfect example is no one is mentioning and none of the big sites have even potentially hinted at the um, at $120 a year being the standard normal now. Uh, because, again, Sony hasn't come out and said, hey, this is what it is. We don't know that there's a $60 a year option because it's not on that list that was leaked. 
And I believe that list to be very, very true because this is the first time I've seen that list. I saw it a month before it was leaked. And I was like, well, if this is what it is, and I hope it's not, it's garbage because I've been calling for a Game Pass-esque service for PlayStation because I don't want to pay six. Uh, right now here in New York, Rand, if I want to go buy a PlayStation game at my local GameStop, which I love, seventy-six forty-three with tax. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Uh, not, not, not for, and I'm not saying one and done games. I want, I, I would love to play Gran Turismo. I don't want to pay for Gran Turismo. And I certainly don't want anyone buying it for me. Don't waste your money. I, because I, I like the game. I like the franchise, but I don't like it that much. So that leads me to believe that, I mean, in your opinion, you've been doing this for a very long time. You have a, almost at a hundred thousand, which I can't wait for you to get. Not because I want to see you at a hundred K and I want you to show off that plaque. I want to see you on camera. And I know that's the deal that you made brother. A hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll never get there. So, you know, <laughs> Oh, come on. Are you kidding me, dude? Well, you I mean, I need, I need to make videos to get subscribers and I haven't made a video in like a couple weeks, but dude, listen, you were, you weren't feeling well. Uh, you did a no, great part. There's nothing really, I really want to discuss, but okay. Let's, let's take, let's take what you're saying. Like, uh, I'll talk about the uh, the PlayStation Spartacus thing. Right. I would agree with you that if they got rid of an annual, like the, the 60, like, because right now, PlayStation Plus is $10 a month. If you're playing for it monthly, Correct. it is $120 a year. Yes. But there is still the $60 option for annual. And hell, like, I think I bought mine on CD Keys. I, think I got like bucks. two, I bought two, two years for like yes. 60 bucks or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> um, but just kind of like with what Xbox was doing with the games with gold thing last year, they were like going to get rid of the $60 annual thing. And it was just going to be, it was just going to be $10 a month, like whatever. And we all push back. We're all like, no, this is stupid. So right. I'll take a wait and see approach because Sony hasn't officially even talked about it. Correct. We don't know the tier pricing and stuff. It very well could be exactly what it is now, and it's still $60 or whatever. So we'll have to wait and see. If suddenly there is no $60 option and PS Spartacus is minimum $10 a month for $120 a year for the same thing, uh, yeah, I would imagine you know most people would, would bitch about it. But um, the whole Survivor thing is interesting because I'm... Okay, I get review copies from Xbox, right? Yeah. Um, and they've always pretty much been like, give us your honest opinion. You know, you like the game, tell us what you like about it. You know, tell us what you think is wrong. Just be honest. And that's what I've always kind of strived to be. Um, and yeah, I, I, like you, Grant, I've, I, I've gotten like, I was, I was blessed enough to be able to review forza horizon five like that's the first that's the first big game i've ever reviewed oh that's actually not true i, I got a chance to uh, review gears five so those right. are, those are my two big ones but yeah, please continue so um so as long as as i give my i'm not lying about something or i'm not attacking anybody right because that's right. another big thing is like just you know tell us your thoughts you liked it disliked it and you know you I gave like Halo Infinite like an 8.5. I loved it. I felt there were some things wrong with the storytelling towards the end. I adored Forza Horizon 5. I really like Psychonauts 2. So I've given uh, this past year a lot of high marks to Xbox games. But, you know, in 2019, uh, I gave Crackdown 3 like a 6. 
I thought Crackdown 3 was a horrible game. <laughs> and I gave my reasons why, but I didn't like you but use you didn't, words you like, didn't go out of your way to be Yeah, malicious. I was just like, I felt it was boring and stuff. Yeah. So I would under, like, it, like the whole Survivor thing. If Survivor was getting codes from PlayStation and they had that relationship like I do with Xbox or like Dealer or Colt does or anybody else that has that relationship and you're honestly giving your opinion and you don't think that game is good, or, you know, like consensus comes out and, you know, like you're on the low end and then suddenly they take your the review access away and they blacklist you. I think that is kind of screwed up, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's egregious. 100%. Yeah, if, if Xbox were like if Redfall comes out at the end of the year and I get an early code and I just don't think Redfall is very good and I give it like a seven or like a six, but everybody else thinks it's a... An eight. I'm not gonna think. To, I, I'm not gonna be worried about. Well, Xbox is gonna cut my access off. But let's imagine if they did, I'd be like, well, that's kind of bull because I'm giving you. You've only thing you've said is, hey, tell your viewers you got a code from us, and be honest about it. So as long as I'm honest about what I think, and I'm not like attacking developers or attacking Xbox or attacking Phil Spencer, then I feel it's like okay. But then again. I say that, but Xbox and PlayStation reserve the right to give codes, early codes to whoever yes. they want to give it to. So if if they don't want to give it to Survivor any longer, then that's their prerogative. It does look bad, though, if you've been giving them codes in the past and they've rated some games very highly, like Ratchet and Clank, I think they gave a 9.5, and mm -hmm. Last of Us 2, they gave like a 10. It's not like they've completely... Every single PlayStation exclusive comes out and they give it a five. They have rated, you know, Spider-Man's Miles Morales like a nine point. They, you know, they've rated games very highly. But like, if suddenly, for no reason whatsoever, you rate Horizon low and they don't give you a code for Tur Gran Turismo and the official PlayStation Australia accounts like, yeah, we're no longer going to be giving you codes. That is a bit weird. That is... It almost feels... It raises oh, questions, dude. It, it really does. It does. It does. And we don't normally see outlets get blacklisted. I think I think Kotaku was blacklisted by Bethesda, but I think that was for more leaking stuff than it was for like yeah, talking about the games. Yeah, that was a leak games. thing, not, not so much a review thing. Yeah. yeah, you don't really see... And, and you know what? Survivor, let's be honest with you, like, they're not IGN. They're not GameSpot. They're not like the big outlets where if Sony were to... Uh, to blacklist IGN, you'd know about it. Yeah. Right. Survivor mm -hmm. is just some small website from Australia that a lot of PlayStation fans have had it out for recently because, you know, Horizon, uh, they gave us 6.5. So a lot of PlayStation fans that call it the PlayStation we talked about, right? Yep. Uh, they go after any sort of people that feel differently, like, you know, well, it's good that they got their review access denied because how dare you review Horizon and give it a six or whatever. So um, I guess it really depends on the whole situation. Like, did was Sony giving them access and then suddenly they didn't like the review because somebody at Gorilla didn't like getting a six and they went to PlayStation PR and PlayStation PR is like, yeah, you're no longer getting review copies from us. I think that's a little bit shady because... As long as you're giving your honest to God, you know, true opinion, and you're not really 
attacking developers. Oh, I read or the whatever. review. They didn't attack anyone. They just, yeah, they just so, said there was a lot of the lot of they what 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 the reviewer said was there were a lot of things that were not advanced. They they actually went out and uh, compared it to Doom 2016, and it said when the, we gave uh, when we reviewed uh, Doom Eternal, they did X, Y, and Z much better. So they evolved it. Whereas they're saying that, you know, that Horizon was very samey, especially like in the, like the stealth. Right. I happen to like it, to be honest with you. That's, you know, I, mean, it's, I, I like that. But I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's a great point, Rand. I'm glad that we had, a, you know, took, you know, 10, 15 minutes to talk about it because it, it is shady. It, 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 if, in fact, that is the case, it makes you wonder that uh, if you don't fall in line for SIE, then you 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 get the short end of the stick, which is which is kind of crummy because that means that you have to give a good review even if you don't feel that the game deserves it. And if that in fact is the case, uh, I, then then you know then I wouldn't be I, me personally. I wouldn't be wanting to. I wouldn't want to do reviews for Sony because then I can't be honest. But you know what? What I want to kind of bring this back around, and before I do, I got to catch up some of the super chats. We have some really good ones. Chaos Mike drops the first one of the day, Rand, and he says, "Rand Al, the man with a million interviews." <laughs> yeah, he's been you've been you've been making the rounds yourself, so I appreciate it being here. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a very generous two dollars, and the first one was of Chaos Mike was five dollars. He says, "I wish they made an easier made it easier to join friends." Uh, you're talking about for Elden Ring, yeah, me too. I, I. I I, I there's some things I just need help with, and I'm gonna reach out to a couple. Of you. I'm, I'm gonna use my 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 dead fingers that I found and see. That's the one thing. This game does not hold your hand. Talk to people. Talk to your friends. Maybe they know something because there's a lot of stuff I don't know. I found items, Rand. I'm like, what the f do I do with this? I have no idea. But I, I eventually figure it out. Uh, Outbreak podcast. Uh, Web Dave, who is a, now an official panel member for Breakfast with Boom, he's making his first appearance tomorrow morning. Drops an out. Outstanding two dollars, which hat ran and says, Boom, great guest, the legend Randall Thor 19, the man with a million, indeed. And yes, I'm very happy to have him here. Uh, it's really great to you know to hang out with you for the hour and change. We also had a, a big bomb come in from Kirby Louise, who drops an outstanding $20 super chat. Says, Just a reminder, Nvidia tried the same blacklisting tactic in 2020 but ended up reversing course after a huge backlash if this isn't proof that nintendo slash xbox slash amd nvidia bad and playstation uh you know uh, play uh bad playstation good then what is yeah i mean i, I you know look uh folks I, i'm not going to beat around the bush here uh for me personally what i, I I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a person of the press. Like I'm a, I'm just a podcaster. I'm a content creator. Um I don't have anything hanging over me to say that I can't be honest. Listen, the industry is two-sided. It's two-faced, the industry. Uh when Microsoft well, listen, and, and this is I I don't want to go down this path, Rand, so I'm just going to make it brief and then we're going to get into my next topic, but last year Sony acquired 5 Studios. And everyone, including myself, was like, that's awesome. Every one of these studios make PlayStation better because of this, right? Specifically, bringing games to PC. That studio is masterful at it. So I was, of course, I was championing in this. I was like, this is great. This is great for Sony because I'm a Sony fan. I have more PlayStation shit here in the house than most of these fanboys that are allowed, right? And I, that's a fact. It's not even a, a suggestion. They, this year, they bought 
uh, Bungie. And you know, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I mean, listen, it, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big get for them. And I, I again, I champion this because I think that what Bungie and their knowledge on how to bring gas games to PlayStation is is immeasurable. So it's it's going to be great for everyone. So that's six studios. But anytime Microsoft does anything, there's always an uproar. You always, I'm, I'm not calling out particular people because we don't do that on this program. There are certain sites that get into their feelings, as the kids are saying, and they'll go and they'll point the finger. How dare you, Xbox? You're ruining the industry, this, that, and the third. And look, if you want to believe that this, this, this whole industry is cutting straight, then good for you that you believe that. I have a bridge to sell you. I'm telling you right now, there's a double standard that's going on, that has been going on, and will continue to go on until Microsoft becomes so big and takes over the industry in such a way that they're no longer going to be able to say these ridiculous things at these ridiculous sites because they're going to have to play fair. And that's because, they, 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 like I said, everyone sides with PlayStation and PlayStation can do no wrong because they're the market leader. But I think that we're going to see a seismic change. But again, I, I don't want to just go down this path, Rand. I, we only have you for about another 40 minutes, so I kind of want to really get into the next topic. Look, we talked about numbers, right? We talked about what Elden Ring is doing. Now, last year, we had heard uh, Miles Dompierre, who, by the way, is going to be a guest next week, right here where Randall Thor is sitting. Um, he's going to sit down with me for about an hour and 15 minutes. We're going to get into some really, I'm literally writing that show right now because of some of the things that he said recently, it's going to be a great conversation. Uh, comicbook.com threw him under the bus and basically said that he, uh, that he had made mention that Microsoft, uh, had teamed up with a Bandai Namco and more, more specifically from software to bring an ex Xbox exclusive space game of all of all things uh that that was going to be souls like we that's that's false that's not in fact that's not happening i i wish it was because that would be kind of dope but rand i i gotta i gotta get your opinion on this look if by some chance this game sells 10 million copies in a month that's going to be great for for bandai namco can be great for of course from software and it's going to be great for gamers because we have a real it's early in the year we're only in month number three and this is one of the biggest and best games to release so far at least in my opinion and in your opinion a lot of people are going to disagree and that's fine my question to you rand is look game pass is the greatest thing since sliced bread we all know that but there are holes there are holes in the, the ch chinks in the armor, if you will. They don't have family-friendly platformers. I'm still calling on Banjo-Kazooie. Hate me if you want, but I'm not giving up on this. I want my Banjo-Kazooie. They don't have any fighters. And if the rumors are true, Street Fighter Six is going to be exclusive. Uh, again, well, Street Fighter is going to be exclusive again. And I think that's going to be crummy. I don't want to play it on a PlayStation, but I will because I have no choice, right? Um, I don't have a PC, so I wouldn't play it there. I'd play it on my PlayStation 5. So we know that Killer Instinct is potentially being worked on. There was some uh, commentary um, from uh, Ed Boon himself where he said that he is working on a game that's not Killer, uh, that, that's not uh, MK12, 
or Injustice 3, and it's unlike anything they've done before. I think that it's Killer Instinct reboot, but that's just my opinion. But the other genre that they don't have, Rand, is a Dark Souls type of game. And I think that something of this nature, with the incredible following, would bring so many new people, not only to Xbox, but to Xbox Game Pass, which is what they want to do. They want to sell you the service. They want you to come in for $15 a month or $10 or $15 a month. Do you think Phil, Matt, Aaron, Sarabon, do you think any of them see this and say, you know something, maybe we should drop the bag over at From Software? Because I'm telling you right now, Bloodborne is and again i'm gonna play that i'm i'm actually after playing this rain you can be proud of me i'm going back to sekiro which i only put an hour in i was like yep that's not for me i'm going back to sekiro i'm going back to bloodborne you know that sony sees what's going on with this and says if we can get a bloodborne 2 everyone's gonna go bananas right my question to you simply is should microsoft try and do something with from software and as an exclusive I mean, should they? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, considering the hype that an, uh, a new From Software Souls-like game gets. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, Xbox would, you know, come to From Software after Elden Ring was finished or about to be finished and be like, hey, how would you like to come make a game for us? Uh, we put it on Game Pass and we'll pay you a whole bunch of money. But, uh, you know, the, the world's not perfect, right? So, right, right, right. I, I mean, again, he, it, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, again, just, just for pure, purely for conversational purposes, I just think that when you look at how well this game is doing and specifically how well that genre, because I don't think the genre is going to be niche anymore, Brand. I, I think this is going to bring in new players that are maybe they might get frustrated because this, you do get your teeth kicked in. I've died 200 times in my in my 25 hours and i've never been like well i'm not coming back to this f this game no I, it, it's never happened for me but it does happen to some people but when you look at game pass you know they, they the one thing that's wonderful about it is that the the, the wide plethora of choice is is massive they have games of every ilk there this is one of the genres that is not and a, a from software game would be would be monster no, yeah, it definitely would be. It definitely would be. But, um, I mean, who knows what the future holds? Uh, we don't know what they're doing. I think they're making an Armored Core game uh, after this. Um, there's rumors that maybe their next game is a PlayStation exclusive. Um, who knows what they're doing? Like The thing is, it's like very much like Bungie kind of was the studio that had all the the negotiating power like yeah you could buy us but the thing that we want is we want our independence and that right. was kind of like a stickler is like when you're in negotiations with from software now like they're the ones who have all the cards now right simply because um look how big elden ring is you're, you're talking about a game that's going to dwarf the the sales of all their others so now they're in that negotiation like yeah, look look how big we are now. Now it's going to cost you more. I 
part of me wonders like maybe they just really like their relationship with Bandai Namco, right? Like Bandai Namco publishes all their games outside of um, you know, Sekiro and Bloodborne and maybe they just feel really comfortable with it like Bandai lets them do whatever, here's all the money cuz we know we're going to make it back. Um I do wonder what would it come down to if there was like a bidding war for the next from software game between Bandai, PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, you know, how much money from software could essentially get from somebody to, to make the, one of their next games exclusive. Because I mean, imagine if, imagine if Elden Ring was a PlayStation exclusive or an Dude, Xbox exclusive. It would exclusive. be, it could be crazy. It'd be it, just it like would, Bloodborne. It would be, it would be insane, but maybe that's a good thing that it isn't because it wouldn't have been as big as it is. Like, I don't know. It's, um, it's something to think about, uh, you know, but we, I mean, I don't know. Like you can, I, I could, I, I don't know. I could see, I could see this. I could see this going anyway. Like, um, you know, there's also people asking for PlayStation or Xbox to buy from software, right? Uh, yep. From, I believe they're, they're owned by, they're owned by a, a group that begins with a K. It's like Katawaska or something. Uh, their that's their parent company who i think sony is invested in like i think they own like five percent of that company or something like that so um personally i think i hope from software remains multi-platform because i'd rather see their games uh everywhere instead of being limited uh especially i mean like you mentioned before five million sales on pc you know if you if you if you go playstation exclusive you lose that um So it'd be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Uh, much like you, what you said about Capcom, you know, Street Fighter Six maybe not coming to F- Xbox as a huge blow. You know, could you imagine a, what a blow it would be if, like, here's Elden Ring and how well it's doing on Xbox, and then the next From Software game just as a PlayStation exclusive, like that would definitely, you know, take wind out a lot of sails for a lot of people who maybe discovered from games for the first time because of this and maybe that's a smart move by whoever gets their next game because you know you have all these people being like well now i need to get a playstation to play you know the next game or whatever but i guess we'll just have to wait and find out whenever they do announce their next game so no i mean that's a, i mean that's listen it's it's going to be interesting i, I think they're going to be i i i think that co- this dlc coming for this which wouldn't surprise me was there dlc for sekiro because i don't i don't really know no, there 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 was an update for sekiro that added some things like okay. boss rushes but there wasn't any paid dlc and it's interesting because activision was the one who published it's, sekiro that is surprising <laughs> uh so i wonder if microsoft i wonder if that means microsoft now owns the publishing rights to sekiro because sekiro is owned from software owns the Sek- uh, sekiro ip so i wonder when when the activision if and when the activision deal goes through if we could see sekiro come to game pass because if microsoft w- has the publishing rights to it maybe they're able to put that game up on game pass which would be that really would cool. be huge dude i i i own the game so it's it, again it's I'm, i i just have i bought it i bought the I actually bought the collector's edition as a matter of fact and um i just i just didn't have the patience but i think after playing this uh elden ring for so long i think i i, I finally figured out what what makes souls gamers tick 
And I'm, I'm starting to fall in line with that. And I'm, I'm again, it is brutal, and it it will it will challenge your patience. Like you just saw that 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 giant that I just came across. Usually, when I come across a boss that big, Rand, I'm dead five, ten times. I that was my first time running across him, and I beat him. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. Um, but I, yeah, I, I like what you I like what you're putting down. I mean, listen, I think that uh, what this does uh, for uh, for from software specifically is, and I think you're right. I think they enjoy the relationship they have with Bandai Namco because they put out, you know, they, they publish the game and they, they pay for the development of it. And, and, and it's, it's a great working relationship, but you know, Bandai Namco is one of those, those studio, uh, those publishers that, you know, we're talking about potentially being purchased at some point uh, or acquired by somebody. There was rumor that uh, it was going to be Sony. Uh, just like the Capcom rumor has come out, just like the uh, Square Enix rumor has come out, and we, we, you know, and apparently, and again, I've I've talked to several people. Apparently, next month or well, this month now, there's supposed to be some big Sony news in regards to, uh, 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 uh you know, them uh, announcing an acquisition. I, I don't know how true that is, but you know, we, we'll find out by, uh, by, by, you know, I guess mid month is when it's supposed to drop. But, you know, Rand, I, I, I do want to move on to the exclusive conversation and, and, and how how Xbox is making uh, their exclusives, even though they're available on multiple platforms like PC, like I, Xbox. But, you know, you can play these exclusive anyway. You can play them on your phone. You can play them on your refrigerator. You can play them on your pewter, wherever. You know, we, we heard last week that... Uh, 2020 call of duty 2023 is done that that game that 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 has been shelved now we don't know if that's the microsoft effect right a lot of people say it can't be because right they don't own the company yet that that deal has not gone not gone down so we we can't say for sure um but i'm actually happy because that's going to move some of these development houses out of development hell which they've been in for years with having to i mean toys for bob they they were great platform makers and they were subjected to oh you have to now make call of duty and i can't wait to see what all of these other studios decide that uh they do but i i, I want to talk about uh, the, the 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 money hatting that's going on versus what microsoft is doing uh again bring up street fighter 6 there are a lot of people that were vexed over this last week and again it's it's capcom didn't say otherwise which it, 50% of the people say, well, it's it, they didn't announce a platform. So they're just making the announcement. A lot of people, the other half of the coin, they say, well, that that's pretty much that that that's that's saying to me, not so much to me, but to people that are talking, that Street Fighter is going to be exclusive. Now, if you didn't know when that deal was made originally for Street Fighter 5, Capcom was on the ropes. They were in 2016, they were on the ropes, folks, almost required to file chapter uh chapter 11 which is basically going out of business and that would have been devastating and in 2017 they turned it around with resident 7 and it has been all roses uh ran since then what are your thoughts on microsoft potentially making and again i know you talked about this on your show several times but i want to i, I want to talk about it here Call of Duty 2024, when it, when the next Call of Duty is going to come out, the single-player aspect. Do, do you think that Microsoft is going to start locking a lot of these uh, of these Activision uh, games as exclusives to PC and, and, and Xbox? 
Call of Duty, no. I think Call of Duty, I, I think Call of Duty is going to be multi-platform for for the foreseeable future. I, I tend to believe Phil and Microsoft when they they talk about putting Call of Duty and keeping it on PlayStation. I don't think they're. I know some people like to think like and hope that uh, they're they're just smoke screening it, right? And like once the deal goes through, Phil Spencer's gonna laugh at everybody and say, "Ha, we fooled you! Call of Duty's <laughs> really exclusive." I just think with how um, the Department of Justice and the FTC are looking to crack down on mergers and acquisitions, especially on the tech side, I think Microsoft wants this deal to go through badly. Yeah, and Call of Duty is going to be the sacrificial lamb. Like they're going to be like, "Listen, we understand you have concerns about competition and all that stuff, sort of stuff. Uh, we're going to keep Call of Duty multi-platform, and depending on when the deal goes through, you know, I think Overwatch Two will be multi-platform. It makes sense because it's a multiplayer game. To be realistic, maybe there's a chance Diablo Four is exclusive. Um, I do think anything new from them, like a new IP or whatever would be Xbox exclusive, uh, whether like, you know, because they're going to move call of duty from yearly to every other year, maybe you're, you know, like Raven or Beanox or high moon studios can actually make a new game. I think those would be exclusive. Um, I know, I know you weren't the biggest fan of Pactor's prediction that basically the government's going to force them to put yeah. everything on PlayStation. Um, so yeah, like, um, I think Xbox is going to, I think most of those games would be exclusive. Um, it's just, I think call of duty is just kind of, it's just one of those things where they need the deal to go through. And I think they're just going to use it as a multi-platform to grease the wheels to make sure that like nobody at the FTC thinks that, uh, you know, this is uh, potentially bad for competition. Right. So um, we're in a better position than we were, you know, just when you started your YouTube channel, right? Like you started in 2017, I believe it was right. Yes. Remember, remember 2017 was the year of, Hey, we got two exclusives this year, and it's Halo Wars two and, and Super uh, Lucky's Tale. I right? actually I beat Super Lucky's Tale twice. I'm just saying, right? But I, but I mean, <laughs> the point was there wasn't anything, and you know, 2019 wasn't much better with Crackdown three, even though Gears five came out that year and it was really good. We all asked Xbox to do better. We all asked Xbox yeah, to be like, sure hey, did. get more games. They went out there and they, you know, they 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 did a high, high, like acquisition spree. You went from five studios to like 34 right now. So um, even though like Call of Duty might remain multi-platform, you know, uh, I still think they've basically given us everything that we asked for. And I still don't think they're done buying studios. Maybe they won't buy any more this year uh, because they don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. But I still think, you know, I Interactive, Crystal Dynamics, you know, Avalanche and who knows a whole bunch of other studios are probably, you know, they're just waiting to see like, okay, how's IO doing on project dragon? How's crystal dynamics doing on perfect dark? If everything seems good, we'll, we'll end up purchasing them. So yeah, this isn't isn't the end, you know, this is still kind of the beginning, so to speak. And, you know, we saw those reports, like this all happened super fast. Like it happened like November, 
it started and basically they acquired him in January. So like, it's just kind of was just like, Hey, we need to jump on this and it happened. So, right. Yeah. You know what I, I think, you know, and you're a hundred percent right. It did happen super quick. And I, and, and you know, we've had this conversation on primetime gaming. We wondered whether or not uh, this, this deal with uh, you know, the, to, to purchase um, uh, Activision Blizzard kind of, threw a monkey wrench into the uh, into what they were eventually going to do like we i i, I like you i i think io is going to be a, a first party studio i think crystal dynamics is going to be first avalanche is another one they're all working with them um what, what what's it what's the team ran that brought us guardians of the galaxy um uh, idols montreal idols montreal now i've always said this and you know listen you you've seen the way <laughs> The way Square, Square Enix throws their developments, especially the West, under the bus, where every game that comes out, it it never it never hits their expectations. It, it, I, I saw a list that uh, um, the Everborn Saga put out, and it's pretty it's pretty stout that every game and every game was big, like they sold millions and millions of copies. They never hit th- their expectations. I, I don't know if their expectations are are, are skewed or not. But, uh, you know, do you think there's, there's a world, Rand, where Microsoft turns around in their next group of acquisitions and gets uh, Eidos Montreal, Crystal Dynamics, and potentially brings Tomb Raider as an exclusive? I think if... I think if Microsoft ends up buying Crystal Dynamics from Square, which is what I thought when they announced the partnership with... Uh, crystal dynamics for perfect dark my initial reaction was like okay they're gonna end up buying them from square right because i don't think square i don't think square knows what to do with them anymore because i think marvel avengers really flopped badly and it wasn't a good game it was it was a pretty bad i mean it was like it was half a good game it was half half the the, the single player aspect was fantastic but clearly they had they had a they had a (laughs) <laughs> their eyes were like set. they they wanted way way more than what the game <laughs> gave them right so yeah i think the fact that they were available to work on uh perfect darks speaks volumes because square was like yeah it's worth more to us for you to work on xbox's game than for you to work on something for us yeah it's pretty which, ridiculous it's, it's yeah. weird so yeah. i do feel that if and I don't know how this this whole Activision thing may throw a cog in it because, you know, there's also the possibility, like, what if Sony comes in and buys Square Enix this year? Well, then it's like, well, Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal will go with PlayStation. But imagine, you know, hypothetically speaking, they don't. Um, I do think if um, Xbox buys Crystal Dynamics, I think they would also try to get the Tomb Raider IP from um uh square yeah it, uh, it, so make, we, it, it, it makes sense because isn't wasn't gallagher a part of that uh that yeah that yeah yeah and i think i think one of their other teams is working on a new tomb raider so i think it would make sense and maybe also it's like hey while you're at it we'll also buy you know idols montreal we'll just buy your entire western division um so but we'll have to wait and see because with them buying activision blizzard and I think they're not going to purchase anybody until that deal goes through. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance Sony ends up coming in and, and, and buying somebody like Square Enix. And that's the case. Well, 
then you lose you lose those. But then it's like, well, they probably thought the Activision Blizzard thing was too good an opportunity to pass up, and oh well, you lost Crystal Dynamics. Um, yeah, I mean, unless that deal was done, Rand, you know what? what, what I don't if think the... it's done. They're both public. They're both public entities. Like Square Enix would have to report that they sold uh you know crystal dynamics to xbox uh, to microsoft and microsoft would have to report them report no, that yeah so. th- that that's true I'm, I'm not saying that the deal is actually signed paperwork what what i'm what actually i should have rephrased the, the the statement what if the handshake deal is microsoft you know uh spill uh, spencer uh or, or even satya nadal sat down and had a conversation with the hair, head of square enix and say yeah listen this is what we want to do and they have an understanding that, yeah, that, you know, they're working on it. The contract is being written up as we speak. Uh, I, there are a lot of people, and again, this is, you know, because I, I had asked uh, Hogue, uh, Hogue Law, uh, this question. He was on Breakfast Room a couple of weeks ago. Could Microsoft essentially, even with this deal in the wings, could they buy not another publisher, because that would obviously cause problems. Could they buy some developers? And he believed that they could. Now, he's not saying that they will or they should, but I I, I think that if there was a chance uh, that they were going to lose Crystal D and potentially uh, Eidos Montreal, I, I think they go and they, they get that deal done because, you know, you're not... I don't I don't think adding some some developers to Microsoft Game Studios would hurt the Activision deal. I, that's just my opinion. You think it would? Um, I think you don't know in this climate. Yeah, it's um, true. It is a very. You look at the climate. arm, the, the the arm deal uh, that um, that yeah. kind of got didn't go through. Um, there's even some talk that uh, the government might block the Amazon MGM merger um, as well that I was seeing online. So it's just kind of a different, a different space we're in compared to a couple years ago, where this deal would have went through no problem. I mean, hell, if if the Disney if the Disney Fox thing happened now, I don't think the Disney Fox thing happens. Wow, I think that I think that gets blocked. So I think Xbox. I mean, you're I mean you you're right. Hogue's right. Like maybe them buying Crystal Dynamics or Eidos Montreal or IO Interactive is small enough where it doesn't set off any waves. But you don't want the idea of Xbox being a monopoly or whatever in these lawmakers' heads when they're reviewing Activision Blizzard and be like, well, they also just bought this, 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 and this. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, um, and you may be right, but I just kind of, I feel like Xbox is going to be very quiet and they're just going to like hold their breath until the deal actually finalizes before they move on to something else. But yeah. maybe if they do feel threatened, like Sony is sniffing around Score Enix and they're about to buy them, maybe they have something in their contract with Crystal Dynamics where from Perfect Dark where they get like, hey, we can come in and offer something for Crystal Dynamics before you sell. I don't really know any of that stuff, but mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's something to think about, but personally, I feel that Xbox is just going to wait. Yeah. That Because we, I think we didn't talk about it, but it's been out there that if the deal doesn't go through, Xbox owes Activision $3 billion for yeah. nothing. For yeah. nothing, just here's three billion dollars for wasting your time. 
So clearly they want it done. You know, Satya was like that, you know, reading what happened, it was like, Phil's like, hey, you want to talk about buying? Can you, are you open to a call with Satya? And everybody at Xbox and Microsoft wanted that to happen. You know, they get King, which is a mobile publisher, which Xbox had no presence on mobile. You get Blizzard, who says, you know, Huge with and PC. his sources, like, he thinks Blizzard is going to be back on the rise again. And, you know, that's the PC stuff. And it's like, it's it's they get so many things that it's they don't want this deal to to disappear, and um, so I think they'll do whatever uh, whatever it takes, and if yeah. that means not uh, buying anybody out in the meantime and keeping Call of Duty multi-platform. That's that's what's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are people saying that you're botting. You're just botting a little bit, but you know it's fine. We're, we're, oh. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me let me uh, let me reset my mic. Okay. Uh, is, that, is that any better? Uh, it's still a little body. You know, if you want to jump out and jump back in, right, that, yeah. that, that usually fixes it. Listen, as Rand jumps out and jumps back in, he'll be in momentarily. Uh, he's, he's, he's doing share. But I want to thank everyone that's here, folks. We got almost 450 people here, which is amazing. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the graphics that you see in front of you says Xbox one-on-one. That was the old program, Xbox Live. Uh, is uh, X Vlog Live is uh, is the new program. This is episode two. Up oh, yeah, his Rand is back. Let's get him in here. Rand, how you, how you sound now, Rand? Yeah, I, I haven't had the whole thing with the botting in a while. I don't know. Is it? Is no, it... you sound good. You sound much better. Yeah. Listen. Well, listen. We only got a few minutes left before we get you out of here. Again, this this is really a 60, 60 to 70, 70 minute program. You're gonna see. Look at this this bugbear that just is just destroying me um i did not beat him yet i got i got i got to figure out where to find those that those uh uh that group of soldiers you can summon because i can't do the wolves down here for some reason i guess maybe because it's in the cave this guy's ridiculous i did get him down to half and almost a quarter left of health on the second go around and I, and of course we had to start the show so i'm gonna play right after this um but uh, yeah, listen, um, Rand. Uh, great opinions as always. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, love what you've been doing on the Xbox Two with uh, with a, with your buddy uh, Jez Corton, who was a guest last week, and he killed it there. A big, big thank you. Uh, is there going to be an Xbox Two this week? Uh, yeah, there should be. Um, probably tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have to wait and see. But. Uh, my schedule looks like tomorrow, what Jez's look like. But yeah, there definitely should be one this week, whether nice. it's tomorrow. Or, it'll probably be tomorrow, for sure. Yeah. Well, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, again, big fan of what you do. Uh, thank you again for being here. I, I want you to sell your brand, brother, because not that you need it, but I want to push for 100K because we want to get you on camera. Yes. So yeah. by all means, if there's someone of the 420 people already still here that don't know who Randall Thor is, which, man, what rock have you been living under? Tell everyone where they could reach out to you on social media. Strike up a conversation, and more importantly, check out your incredible YouTube channel. Well, thanks for having me, Boom. And, and, and if you're still here uh, watching, be sure to hit the like button. Because you didn't say that one time, Boom. I, you, you know you what, dude? I get scolded like all the time. Yeah, King David scolds me all the time. Gotta hit the like button. Time. <laughs> Gotta hit the like button for Boom. Over 400 people uh, live at noon on a, on a Thursday. So, or Thursday, Thursday. Yes, today's yes. Thursday. Um <laughs> 
so yeah, you know, if you uh, haven't uh, seen my YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash randallthor19, where we do the podcast with Jez every week, normally Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, sorry guys. And, uh, you know, normally I would release, uh, I've been trying to release at least two videos a week. Uh, last couple weeks haven't really been in the mood to, and there really hasn't been much to talk about, so kind of been focusing on other things um but you know when uh now that it's march it's a new month so yeah there'll be uh, you know hopefully i can put out uh, some some new videos talking about some new things but um yeah thanks for having me boom it's always a pleasure to talk with you and and your incredible audience thank you sir um so we'll have to do this again sometime in the future yeah, uh, maybe maybe I can be on one of your other shows. Like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, dude. Breakfast with Boom is a little too early for me. Maybe, um, maybe. How does primetime prime game? That's on Friday. Yeah, fr- uh, primetime yeah, prime seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's primetime much- gaming is good. You know, um, Everborn's there, right? You got Casante, <laughs> yes. Mag, the Dutch, uh, who I always troll uh, during <laughs> during the show. So yeah, you know, just. Um, you know, sometime in the future we can we can do uh, primetime uh, gaming. You know, yeah, dude, I, I would I would love it, and I definitely appreciate that. Uh, that's uh, one one of four shows that I do weekly. Uh, I, again, this is this is my life, folks. I I play games. I you know do the laundry and clean the house while Mrs. Boom is working, and I do four live podcasts. So, Rand, again, brother, thank you so much for being here. Uh, honestly, dude, I love, love, love what you do with the community and how you interact with us and how real you are in every show that you are, whether you're hosting or you're guesting. And of course, I want to thank everyone that tuned in today. We had over 450 people here, which is awesome. This is episode two of X vlog next week. We have, uh, and I'll give you the schedule for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have next week is going to be miles Dom Pierre of window central gaming on the 17th. We're going to have King David. That's right. King David from the iron Lords podcast. And I'm almost certain that the 24th is going to be Jeffrey grub grub of uh of i mean who doesn't know the man with the best hair in the business uh we're trying i'm trying to confirm the 24th for uh for grub uh, he's been super super busy um but listen Rand again thank you and a big a big shout out to all the super chats that came in if i missed them let's see because you know one-on-one is hard to look at the super chats i will get i will make i will i will shout you out in the show tomorrow morning i'll be able to go to youtube and see them but of course i'll close out the show with something that is important to me folks hopefully one day be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he said son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of x vlog live 